Hello and welcome to High Shelf Gaming Podcast. I'm the host, David Gillespie. Every week, I'm joined by my co-host, Rich Wisneski, and we bring on guests to talk about role-playing games and board games and gaming conventions. If this is up your alley, feel free to download, listen, subscribe, and please rate us on iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also connect with us on Twitter at High Shelf Gaming and join our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. It's a closed group, but click to join. We're friendly to everybody and we'll get you added in. We also have a Discord server to talk games with us all you like. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here again. And as always, I'm joined by the Ascendant, Rich Wisneski. Oh my goodness, I'm going to start a cult. I am completely, I am starting a cult. I am the ascendant of the cult, and everybody will be my ascendees. That's right, and you so might end with, up as a street gang in a certain city. Would that be Night City? City of Night! <laughs> it might, in fact, be. Uh, returning, we have our good friend and returning guest, Mike, back by popular demand. Welcome back, Mike. Hello! Thanks for having me back. I'm excited. Nine out of ten female listeners requested you come back for another episode. Wow, that's uh, that's good. True fact. Uh, let's try. Let's try to rein in that number ten, though. Let's <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe uh, throw on some five out of ten guys as well. Want you back? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I think it might be higher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, today. Mike, what are we talking about? We are talking Night City and their new theme song by Rich Wisniewski. Night City, City of Night. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a very like power ballad 80s vibe, which I think is fitting in with the cyberpunk 2020 official setting Night City. Absolutely. I think so. It's killing me looking at the manual. I mean, it is so much the awesomeness of 80s drawings big hair oh yeah oh man and the cars they kind of look like back to the future mixed with blade runner i'm just god so awesome earlier today rich and i recorded an episode about netrunner android netrunner the card game netrunner coming from cyberpunk 2020 so we're like all over this they had this card game we did an episode about it and now we're talking about the setting night city we're just kind of obsessing over this thing lately. When is the game coming out? Like the video game? We don't know. Yeah. Okay. Like, Thank God, because now that means there's late. not a month of my li- life I know is going to be missing. <laughs> oh, God, no. Yeah, I imagine you're looking at well over a year. Right. Okay, good. Whew. Yeah, they were, they were saying years. And guys, I mean, how fitting would it be if it came out on 2020? Oh, my God. Whoa. Don't tease me. I mean, I'm going to tease you. I'll be in my bunk. so okay uh, real quick what we're talking about here is obviously cyberpunk 2020 the role-playing game and the the original setting night city it has been picked up by cd project red to make cyberpunk 2077 which we talked about in the last cyberpunk episode but there's some updates and for this episode we're going to talk mostly about the setting itself the night city and like kind of how it's laid out and all that good stuff so if you're looking to run a game Hopefully this will help you kind of get a sense for, you know, a lay of the land, the way the city's but laid before out. Before we go there, can I ask, you know, I was doing a little bit of show prep. I know it's hard to believe I do show prep, but I did a little. 
And I was like, oh my God, is the new cyberpunk game going to be put in Night City just like with like GTA being in San Andreas and that kind of stuff? Is everything going to happen in Night City? So, okay, according to... Oh, we mean, don't know. What do we know? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we do and what don't not, not know? So when you look at the trailer, there's a whole bunch of people doing like breakdowns of the trailer. There's at least five districts that are recognizable from the oh. role-playing game into the the computer game cyberpunk 2020 is also getting some updates and we're going to see those at gen con this year our talsorian games the makers of cyberpunk they've announced that there's a new version cyberpunk 2020 red which updates the timeline and the gear in the world to bring you up to 2077 so What we're talking about today is really around Cyberpunk 2020, version 2, version 3, that kind of setting information. Know that there's new setting information that's going to be the beta starting at Gen Con, and who knows when the... I think the pen and paper stuff will be released around the same time as the video game. So, you know, there's new data coming, but again, that's going to be more than a year out. Let's get into the meat of this. Mike, what are some of the groups, let's say, in Night City. You can't have Night City without the corpse. Oh, yeah. Basically, Night City was founded by a guy named Knight, and he sort of wanted to build like a corporate utopia kind of thing. So it was basically built from the ground up to be corporate headquarters and host all the all of their employees. So it was state-of-the-art, brand new buildings, all this other stuff. Right. Great data networks, awesome internet yeah. connectivity. Yep as liberal of permissions as you could get with the Harbor and with the airport for, for corporations really trying to make it as friendly for them as they could. So yep. where Amazon's going to touch down in the future, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. and, and where Disney's at. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Disney and Google, all, all of these corporations you love to, uh, yeah. Yeah. To bring up every time we talk cyberpunk, all of them, yes, are going to be end up in Night City. Okay. Um, so is there a judicial system? Is there a legal system? Is there a like cops or is this like corporate heaven? Well, it's corporate well, heaven um, and there's definitely yeah. cops because those dudes but are, they, are they corporate cops or are they like judicial, like so, from the government cops? Well, it depends on when you're talking. So when Night City was formed, it was just like any other city, right? So it had okay. yeah. its own government, it had its own police forces, it had its own judiciary, all, all that stuff. Like um, Las well, uh, yeah. So you're kind of it's it's this is one of those hybrid areas where cyberpunk draws on history a lot. Basically, Night pissed off the unions. So the construction workers, unions, uh, you know, trade unions. Uh, import export unions that sort of stuff he basically pissed them all off because when he built the city he went outside of the unions he brought in his own workforce all this other stuff brought them all in and pissed them off and of course Hmm. in america's history unions back in the day were oftentimes loosely or closely affiliated with organized crime yeah certainly in the 70s and 80s when this material was being put together Right. Yeah. My name is Rich, and I did not make either of those statements. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in Cyberpunk, those organized crime dons got pissed off, and they said, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fuck shit up. And so basically they started 
a infighting in between themselves because they were fighting for territory that they didn't really control anymore because it was built by other people and all this other stuff. So they were fighting and then they established a whole bunch of basically they turned downtown this corporate utopia into a gang war zone and they assassinated Mr. Knight. And this is where you get this sense that it was all like everything's safe and perfect and wonderful. And then all of a sudden here comes the world like most violent jerks and gangs all descended on Night City and they haven't left. So you end up with this picture of gleaming, beautiful towers full of private security surrounded by really scary gangs and then like warriors come out to play yeah exactly (laughs) exactly yeah and so you end up with this crazy notion of you have a lot of really dangerous people in really close proximity and then you have normal people just trying to live their lives so then after Knight's assassination and after sort of crime started to really kind of go crazy the corporations basically of Night City came together and they were like, look, we have we have to do something. We've had it. It's bad for business. We've had it. And so they essentially took over the government. They basically reformed their own government and there was nobody around who was going to stop them. Right. Like right. Night City was for all intents and purposes. It was it was totally anarchy. It was like uh, it was like Mogadishu. It was run by warlords more than it was anything else. Was this the so, was this the first corporate war? I forget when the first corporate war happens. I feel like it was around this time. Uh, probably. I'm trying to remember exactly when the corporate wars happened, but this might actually be before the corporate wars because they didn't really fight each other at this point. Mm. This was them consolidating their power. So basically, they said. Hey, we're going to take over Night City. They formed their, uh, you know, their government, um, which I forget the name of, but it's, you know, the where you have a whole bunch of different people um, running the government. And then they said, hey, corporate security is our military and police now. Wow. And they basically gave their corporate military and police carte blanche to conduct martial law. And there's actually some precedent for this. Maybe not so much the martial law and that kind of thing, but a city built for corporations, kind of run by the corporations. If you mm, look at, you mean celebration? Well, if you look at Las Vegas, oh, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. the Strip is not Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas Strip is actually a whole nother city, and yeah. only casinos are citizens of that city. Definitely, I think Mike Pondsmith and the creators over at our Alsorian Games kind of looked at that and maybe some other, uh, you know, city setups to say, cool, well, this this exists over there. We could very easily make the same thing happen in this game and just make it way more dark and way more dystopian. So to give you sort of a timeline, Night City was basically formed in 1994 as when Night took it over and like started building all of its stuff. Basically, the corporate takeover happened in 2009 in the timeline. So by 2020, I mean, it's only 11 years post, you know, corporate takeover. So in the actual game, you're you're really close to sort of that time when people might remember it before the corporations took over. I wonder how much of the uh, backstory 
is going to make it into the game even. I need to go back to the game. It's just, though, I'm hearing all this and I'm going, God, when I go play this game, I wonder how important this backstory is. I wonder how yeah. important the the Richard Knight. I think it was Richard Knight uh, was the the guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how yeah. important that is. Yeah. So, gentlemen, I take a look at the maps. You know, that's kind of going on, and there's South Knight City, and there's mm-hmm. North Oak, Westbrook, which are north, Pacifica, Rancho Coronado, and Haywood that are south. If we talk yeah. about this corporate safe zone. How big is that? Is it literally just a small little sliver inside Del Coronado Bay? Or is it a much bigger picture of that? The corporate, quote unquote, corporate safe zone is, as I've always understood it, is that small section of downtown Night City. Yeah. Like, that's right there downtown. Right. It's the most common map. Like, when you see the... the, Okay, I found a little bit of a better picture of this. Yeah, it's central night city. And then at that point, we have all the breakouts outside of it. Correct. Yeah. All the suburbs and other areas. Yeah. Right. And and the and the thing to kind of remember about that is so central night city is where most of the game typically takes place. But all of these burbs out around it, they all have their own place in the role playing game. And of course, the airport can be a big scene. Both of the bays, the San Moro Bay and the Del Coronado Bay, they both have ports. There's a lot of activity that happens at the ports, of course. As a DM, you've got lots of places to put your players, but you definitely need to get familiar with the central night city because that's where so much stuff happens. Now I'm getting the idea of where that's all that action is. I made the little warriors joke a minute ago, but when we take a look at the gangs... And yeah. by the way, can anybody guess what gang I would be in? <laughs> I, mean, I already know which one I'd be in. Uh, I mean, you're too nice to be in the bozos, but no, I'd be in the DJs. <laughs> you would be in the DJs, wouldn't you? <laughs> DJs claim to fame is their musical ability. Too bad they don't have any. <laughs> Just great <laughs> shit. But actually, the gangs are all in Night City. It is not outside of that little bitty sliver yeah. that's right there on the bay. So the safe zone is really even more encompassing within Central yeah. Night yeah. City. The, the, safe, the, the safe zone name is safe only in name. <laughs> okay there you go now was, i'm getting a better picture of yeah. it was yes it was labeled safe zone by night himself before he died right and then after he died and the mob rule happened uh it was no longer the safe it's zone. all a mess yeah. it's a mess everywhere yeah excellent yeah, yeah. and what that's one of the cool things is you can say look your crew is in the safe zone they're in corporate night city they're doing a job for some corp or whatever but dude just down the street is a pack of bozos or a bunch of, what is it, the Voodoo Boys. Yeah, the Voodoo Boys or the Black Queens or yeah. any of these really terrible gangs. The Bozos to me. Vampires. Oh, the vampires are crazy. Oh, the Bozos. All right, I just want to talk about these guys real quick. Think like, think crazy, violent, sociopathic clowns, a la, you know, the Joker from Batman. But they like do weird shit. <laughs> like, they have little toys that turn into bombs, obviously, but they're right. also just cruel. Like, they don't just kill people. That's way too simple for the bozos. The bozos will grab a guy and 
put him into a situation where he's going to die completely terrified of his deepest fear. So if it's like somebody's afraid of falling, the guy will spend a day falling on some kind of weird bozo contraption until he finally dies, until he finally falls to his death. But they'll they'll keep making him terrified until he dies or they'll drown him inside of an elevator or something horrific. I mean, they're not they're awful, awful people. And that's one of the cool things about this is you can really throw some awful people at your at your party and really kind of scare them with uh, the the vicious ideas that some of these gangs can come up with. So when you ran an event here inside the city, um, how often did you make them navigate multiple gangs or was it normally one gang, one mission or a composite? For me, it depends. Uh, depends on how a, it depends on how long I've got for the session yeah. <laughs> and where they started. But B, it also depends on where they're going in night city. Like, are they oh, on true. this, on this op? Are they crossing you know, downtown to get where they need to go or stuff like that. So like, I'll kind of treat it in the same way that I do random encounters in D and D, um, you know, the longer they're traveling, um, and time of day matters and, you know, whether they're above ground or taking the subway, all that matters. So I take all that sort of into account and then I'll figure out, you know, what would be a reasonable amount of encounters for, that's for a, that sort of stuff. That's a really good point because, like, during the day, it's typically pretty safe. It's at night where all these gangs and and these guys come out. And I will say that there's so many gangs in the Night City book, all the way from like the big the big level ones we talked about to the Gilligans, which are like the, <laughs> these are guys that dressed up. And, and actually, uh, Pondsmith ran a game for uh, IGN, and he used the Gilligans in that. And they're like, uh, think ultra violent cosplayers take the concepts of clockwork orange with ultra violence and all that kind of stuff and then dress yeah. everybody up like gilligan characters that's a minor <laughs> gang that's like a that's like a throwaway gang they just tossed in the book and is a list of all these tiny minor gangs you can you as a dm can kind of go through this list and like look i don't really want to keep track of all this stuff pick right. two or three right and maybe your characters already have a relationship with one of them. Maybe they do jobs or maybe they hate them or something like that, but they've got some kind of rep with a couple of these gangs and some other gangs hate them. And then, you know, you can have, you can have a really rich game with only two or three gangs. Yeah. I, I, I push bozos cause they're vicious and weird and right. no player should ever have a good relationship with the bozos. Right. <laughs> they're like great as always the bad guys. <laughs> But there's tons of gangs in here for you to choose from, for sure. Yeah, I think there's like there's like ten or twelve listed as like the main gangs, and then there's like three or four pages of minor gangs or something oh. like that in the source book or something. Oh yeah, and it's like you know, main level gangs are like the Philharmonic vampires, you know, right. that like have like a cybernetic teeth. And maybe they live on blood, maybe they don't. You don't know. Um, right. You know, I mean. There's a there's little like one page write ups on all of these and it's uh they do a good job of giving you as a GM a lot of really awful people to work with. Yep. And you know as you mentioned it's not necessarily they're there all the time because these same areas have have quadrants like you know um, Little Italy or City Center or the the Marina area. I mean they must be hotbeds of activity during the day. Yeah. I mean you're you're in corporate downtown and the corporations are still doing work. You know, there's totally a rush hour 
when everybody's going to work and they're getting on the subway or they're getting in cabs and going to work. And I got news for you. Corporate security is part of those people going to work in the morning. Right. Yeah. And corporate security, you do not want to fuck with because it's basically a whole bunch of dudes with bad attitudes that said, Hey, you know what? We trust you. Here's a gun. Right. Right. Yeah. And they've got cybernetics. So, they've got, yeah. I mean, they're half bored they're themselves. Just another gang. They're just another gang, but highly well, you know, financed. Like, yes. Lots of good weapons and lots well, of good yeah. training and all and, the good and, tech. And yeah. also who, who do what they're told to do. Like, Oh, yeah. A lot of the gangs in Night City are super, if I had to put D&D terms on it, they're super chaotic. Right. You yeah. know, like true chaotic. Like there is no good or evil. Anarchy. Yeah, it is total anarchy. Where the corporation guys are much more lawful, whatever. Lawful evil, lawful good, you know, lawful neutral. Right. And, and You're going to run into all three of those types, but they're going to do as they're told. And the other thing that's really scary about the corporate guys is the kind of ordinance they can bring down on you. So yes. like the, the gangs are scary cause they might get to know you and they might, they might really be scary to you on a personal level, but the corpse, I mean, they can just delete you from the map with, you know, yeah. all kinds of dirib- dirigible based weaponry and ordinance and all kinds of crazy stuff. So yeah. like you and everyone around you for, you know, a quarter mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, it's, it's kind of fun. Like whenever you're putting a crew together, you kind of, you almost build in hey does our crew work with corpse and therefore maybe there's one or two corpse they do a lot of work with and so they try to not piss those guys off so they don't have to worry about that ordinance but maybe they're hated by all the gangs or does your crew work with gangs and it that probably means that there's some corpse that don't like them a a whole lot so uh, whenever you're putting the game together you've got all these big powerful groups around that are just they just dwarf your players in terms of power, but that's why your players are there. You know, that's why these runners are there is to kind of be that in between space and doing jobs for either or both of these groups. You know, maybe they're playing both sides of the hand. They're doing a double dealing, you know, for as long as they can survive doing that. Right. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. So there is no safe city. It's all pretty much a big mess of a city. It's run by corpse. If you have gangs or, you know, again, they're all over the place. And yep. again, they, they probably stay in their own areas. Depending upon your adventure, you might be pumbling it into different ones. You bring up the combat zone that you maybe didn't see it in the 27. You know, maybe we're not seeing it yet in 27.7. Was that, do you call it the combat zone? Yeah. yeah. So, Is that in Night City too? Yes. So basically it is south of the corporate zone. And if you picture, I'm trying to think of what the movie was where they basically had an entire block, like every single street was a roadblock, a military roadblock. Some of them have checkpoints that you can actually cross through. Most don't kind of thing. Like it's that sort of cordoned off area, and if you oh, like it, escape from escape from L.A. had a big walled off area. Yeah, kind of escape from New York. Like New York City as, was uh, a yes. whole combat zone. Yeah, yeah. That's always how I've sort of treated the combat zone. Of like, it is literally the Wild West out there. There is no law and order. It is free for all. It's a purge night every night. 
if you want to bring <laughs> a modern movie into it. That is a great idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, now there's people that live in the combat zone because rent is, you know, you're close to downtown. So it's if you're rent. desperate, it's rock bottom prices, folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you think, if you think about the, think of the combat zone, not necessarily as endless combat, but as more of a entire section of a city that is all essentially slumlord housing. It's lawless, completely lawless. Yes. Yeah. Completely lawless and with no oversight. So you have more than likely it's all owned by different gangs or organized crime and it's slumlords. So it's, there's, you know, buildings don't have to be built or repaired to code or anything like, like it is lawless. So is that um, where you get the best shit? It can be. I mean, that's yeah. certainly where it's yeah. certainly where you would want to take like your super hot goods that you want to offload that you can't sell to a corp because they're so hot. They would just kill you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's where you're going to end up going. Cause that's where the massive crime bosses are going to be. Right. Those are the guys who have the coin and want to stick it to the corpse. That's where they're going to be in my games. Anyway, unfortunately, one of the things in the books or fortunately, depending on your point of view, they leave a lot of that open to you. They give you general descriptions of these areas. Um, and they do. I mean, there are some NPCs, some major NPCs that they give you sort of specs on and stuff like that, but they really leave much like D and D they leave it up to you as the GM to kind of, you know, put your major characters in where you want them. Um, yeah. And, and folks think so. like um, the favelas in Brazil or yes. uh, uh, Kowloon, Kowloon walled city in Hong Kong, you yes. know, these places that are so packed, they're so dense and it's so poor that it has its own everything. They have their own like internal sort of police force. They have their own ways of getting food and drugs and healthcare, even, you know, but it's all it's all insular. So if your characters are from the combat zone, they're clued in. They know where it is to be safe. They know how to move around, that kind of thing. If they're not from the combat zone, it's all dangerous because even if they're on a traditionally safe street, everybody in the combat zone is looking at them like oh these are some outsiders they probably have some good stuff yeah. on them let's let's yeah. hit them and see if uh see if they're a soft target i can boost that bike off of them or get that sweet smart link gun off that guy's hip you know so i mean the combat zone's dangerous for any outsiders very but that's what makes it fun yeah exactly it makes it a great place to like hide out so if you're trying to hide out or you're trying to do a deal and you don't want the corpse involved you don't want the cops around Combat zone's a place to go, but you have to go looking mean enough that you're not marked as just a pushover crew. Right. And then there's the combat cabs, which is a company that will absolutely get you into and out of the combat zone at a steep price, (laughs) (laughs) which is a great company. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, I love that company. It's so great. It was just Combat such a, a fun little, yeah, it's called Combat Cab. And, like, <laughs> and it even says in there, it's like most of the time, this is this is for people who just want to say they've been in the combat zone. 
It's like a safari. It's like a safari. Yeah. You're like vacationing in the dangerous area to say right. you've been. Yeah. yeah. It's like a heavily armored cab, oftentimes like a VTOL, and they f- they fly you in and they fly you out. You don't even get to get out. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's for like it's, it's like for like corpse and their and their and their bored wives to like Right. Yeah. Wives and husbands, whatever, to like go yeah. and tour the combat zone to say, ooh, it's like saying, I saw a lion on a safari. You take the combat cab so you can say, I saw two gangs completely obliterate each other from and the safety. And they're throwing rocks at you, and occasionally they take a pot shot yep. from a rooftop yeah. at you. Yep, yeah. exactly. I didn't leave, you don't even have to say that I was hovering in a combat cab. You just say, I was there, man. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This stuff's legit. I'm yeah. hardcore. <laughs> Look at how badass I am. <laughs> and then all these selfies I took from inside my Wait, safe yeah. combat cab. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, my favorite image is always the uh you know the mid-level executive's daughter who's so bored out of her mind and angry at her over-controlling parents taking the combat cabs to go down down to the combat zone. And guys, that's a great like setup for a damsel in distress type situation where the combat yeah, cabs that's what I was just thinking. They, that's they, exactly what went through my mind is yeah. oh and then it's of course she crashes, yeah. and of course they take her and of yep. course you've yep. got to go get her out. Right. And then right. she and then she falls for the solo and the party. Yeah of course. Oh. Of course. Or she falls for one of the one of the Borgs that took down her combat cab. You know, he's a really nice, good looking cyborg there dude. And she doesn't want to leave now. And then it's like, well I gotta go back and tell them that her daughter's not coming out. <laughs> No, no, you're taking her. You don't get paid unless you return. With that's her. right. That's right. Yeah, you're gonna kill a whole group of people. They, yeah, they didn't say dead or alive. They just said bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mission ideas. A lot of mission no, ideas. No sure. Stockholm syndrome here. Right. Yeah, it's not like there's yeah. drugs that get you instantly addicted in this place right. and yeah. instantly uh, fall for whatever group just gave you that drug. Yeah, it's a rough place, guys. The combat zone is yeah, no joke. Scary. Speaking of of drugs there's a whole chapter on drugs in the core book which is always a fun fun read through i mean the chapter is short but it gives you a good idea of what to i don't want to say expect but certainly like drugs are a huge part of night city as they are currently i mean it's it's one of those things that in the 80s oh yeah some of the more creative people saw coming oh yeah um with the start of the drug war and everything, but um, yeah. And it's everything it's, it's from no different. It's everything from the euphoric drugs to combat drugs that give you combat yep. boosts while you're on them, but they're highly addictive and eventually cause you lots of damage. So there's some fun stuff in there for that. Well, there's the healing. I mean, healing potions, I oh, guess yep. is what I would call them. Yep. But it was, you know, an easy way for them to say, Hey, these are your potion of light heal. <laughs> right well it's like a but it's like a temporary thing right i mean you're not yeah 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 it only lasts for a set number of turns yeah right yeah you feel no pain for a short amount of time and you can you can hero forward but you're still shot and bleeding so it's like not good (laughs) yeah yeah there's some some really cool mechanics that you get into with with that stuff and there's way more in i want to say the chromebooks have quite a few of the of additional drugs and stuff too for that yeah the combat stuff i think we talked about a little bit but the chromebooks are some of the best supplemental books i've ever seen i agree they've got drugs they've got cybernetics they've got bonnery armor they got guns they got 
all the different stuff in there and it's all set up like little advertisements, each one. And it's just so <laughs> freaking funny to go through yeah. a Chromebook and be like, man, I kind of want to buy this for myself. Screw my character. Like, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's it's really good i mean there's the mike pondsmith and his and his group really did a good job of fleshing out night city and filling it with a lot of different types of people interesting yeah. gangs interesting corpse a lot of hooks just a ton right. of hooks i mean as a as a gm if you go through and pick a couple of these groups a couple of gangs you can put a whole campaign together on i don't know five pages ten pages worth of material out of the night city book yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, just from this perusal here, right? Just from, you know, kind of going through the source book. Jeez, this is, and you know, it's going to, now with the new books coming out and the game coming out, that's going to get a whole new audience. This yeah. is a place to say, hey, let's all get together and do this one simple adventure. And we have so much built in material that it's copy and paste. Bring this floor plan over, bring this block over, bring yep. these baddies over, bring this mission over. And you, you've you got a, you know, four night event or, a you know, a three night event ready to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know For what? Sure. You know, you've made it when as a DM, you're starting to just Google Google search floor plans. You're like, right. I need a floor plan for a rec center. Awesome. Now I have blueprints. Here's where my team is going to enter. Here's where the guard post is going to be. Here's where the turret's going to be. Here's where the surprise Borg is going to be pumping iron, you know, and he's like pissed off that you're interrupting his workout routine. <laughs> just all kinds of stuff. Like once you're at that stage, you're like, all right, I just need to find some floor plans for some random stuff. You've made it. You are now doing cyberpunk. <laughs> you are now addicted officially. Yeah. Yeah, completely, completely. Well, I'm amazed in the source book because, you know, in 91, we didn't, you know, we couldn't just Google those things. We had to draw them out. There are so many great looking drawings in here. It's amazing. Yeah. You know what's really funny, actually? Um, I was actually looking for floor plans the other day. Yes! And, um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Sucker. And uh, all I could find of modern buildings half of the time were the new style of modern building, right? Which is no interior walls. Right. <gasps> All open plan. Just oh. open with pillars. And I was just like, holy shit. I can't even, like, it would just be a bloodbath. Like, there's <laughs> no cover anywhere. There's concealment for sure. But there's just, like, nothing. So, like, even I'm having to, like, go in there and I'm like, okay, so this is a big conference around drawn walls and shit. You're just, it, just yeah, like, you're just inserting. Oh, they sure missed the yeah. open, uh, they sure missed the open workspace idea in these books. It, they really did, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but again, at the time that they were writing, I remember going to my dad's office at GTE and it was not at all big. I mean, there were some big open floors and stuff with cubicles, but Oh yeah. There was a lot of walls in that place. So, well, you know, like <laughs> I, if, if you can get them, the best buildings for this whole cyberpunk genre is brutalism. Go and look yeah. up the brutalism architecture style and find anything you can there. Dallas city hall. City Hall in Dallas, Texas. That's a brutalism. And that was used in Robocop. You know, you're talking cyberpunk. Yeah. And that was uh, the architect I.M. Pei, one of my favorites. By the oh, way. wow. Awesome. Awesome. So those types of buildings are phenomenal in a cyberpunk yeah. game. You're right, though. Open concept is so popular right now. And it's 
not at all what you want to put your crew into because they're going to no. be able to kill everything before they even they're yeah. like oh it's a whole floor to ceiling window i can just kill everybody from inside my car cool right. yeah <laughs> yeah definitely great. throw in some brutalism so we're definitely buying that auto cannon that i saw at the uh, fixer's house the <laughs> yeah, other day exactly i actually pulled some old photos from some abandoned soviet airfields that they had out in like mongolia oh that is cool because they haven't used them for like it was just too expensive to maintain their shit out there so like they're literally just standing out in the middle of these mongolian planes and then there's this air base with nothing on it and all of the buildings that they built for the families and shit there. So it's, it's, it's almost like Chernobyl kind of thing, but without the nuclear waste. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's better. (laughs) Yeah. Like a totally abandoned city. And I was, so I was just pulling up those because the Soviet buildings, especially from that time period are classic brutalist. uh, Oh yeah. Brutalism design. Can you, can you shoot us the link and we'll put it in the show notes? Uh, Yeah, I can find them. Yeah. I'll have to find the link. I don't know if I bookmarked it. Awesome. But yeah, I'll look for it and I'll, I'll shoot it to you sweet oh man yeah this see as a, as a cyberpunk dm it's really nice to make make those kinds of things happen because then it's your your players look at this and like oh god we have all these corners to cover we have all these problems you know uh, bad guys can come at us from anywhere uh so yeah. if you can find anything that's not open floor plan you're in a good place <laughs> right those are the big things i really wanted to cover i wanted to cover the kinds of people the gangs the corpse kind of the layout of the city. Um, anything else that we need to touch on? I don't think so. We kind of mentioned, you mentioned that there's they in the later versions, especially like there's a lot of source books about the rest of the world. You mentioned that kind of at the beginning, which is kind of the other thing that I was going to point out. The night mm-hmm. city is not the only thing, but I think that was good. I was surprised at how much the material had that, that really is just about drawing the adventures together. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's the cyberpunk Greyhawk in a way. Yes, very much so. Yeah, great, great analogy. I love it. Well, everyone at home, thanks a ton for listening. I think we're going to go ahead and call it here. This has been a lot of fun to kind of take a tour of one of my favorite settings, Night City. You know, while we've been talking, I've been thinking of a lot of our past games, you know, running up against the bozos and all that stuff. So it's been really fun for me. Mike, thanks a ton, man, for coming back on. Oh, thanks for having me. I always love talking cyberpunk. It's a good time. Hell yeah. Awesome. Everyone at home, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. And their new theme song by Rich Wisniewski. <laughs>